Here's what's coming up on today's show. You better have some backups, you know, that are younger because a couple of years from now you could be in trouble. Okay. So, and one of the things I say, hey, if you give me an 80-year-old, that's fine, but I need a couple younger people standing behind him. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Well, hello and welcome into Complete Estate Planning. I am Ben George with Nick Rosenbauer, estate planning attorney. He's also the owner of the Rosenbauer Law Office there in Westchester, Ohio. And Nick, we got a good show once again, but first, how are you? I'm oh, doing, doing good, doing good. We, uh, it's, it's the dog days of summer, uh, yes, right now, sir. actually. Uh, and again, kind of depends, I guess, on when, uh, when it comes out, we're, we're in the second half of August and actually like yesterday, the heat index, um, in the evening was like 107. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, just one of those things where you literally walk out of outside and you are sweating by the time you get across the parking lot to your car it's ridiculous um heck we had we got a new soccer season um they actually the whole city completely canceled practice yesterday and actually a few days ago said no one's no one's allowed to practice uh, all age groups um so uh and then uh we had opening day tomorrow for our for my new uh for my new uh Fall 2023 uh, uh, soccer team. How are we looking? So, uh, well, this is this is no team big corn uh, for those <laughs> of you guys who remember us from last year. Um, the transfer portal hit us hard. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, well, also there's a big shortage of coaches, which is kind of sad, and that's not yeah. the kids' fault. Um, last year – um, all the teams had four or five kids and two coaches. So, you know, just from like a logistic standpoint, it was never, you know, no one had to deal with more than two or three kids. So you never had five kids waiting in line, right? right? Which at age three and four isn't good. But this year, I th- I think there were actually some teams that like the kids couldn't play because they didn't have enough coaches. Everyone's got six kids, and most have no assistant coaches. So hmm. I got six kids all by myself. And, you know, the problem is, like, when you want to do something, I can only, you know, do so much on my own. So five kids are waiting in line at all times, and they're three and four. Yeah. So that doesn't that doesn't go very well. I have uh, – I've been super lucky. I did ask for help, and one of the parents agreed to step up and, you know, at least be another set of hands, yeah. uh, so to speak. Um <laughs> But, you know, and we've had, uh, you know, some, you know, some, we've had some preseason issues, um, you know, kids not being there, you know, on vacation or, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, so basically not everyone showed up for OTAs, right? Um, so- <laughs> some contract disputes, some holdouts. Yeah, exactly. It's some holdouts, right. Uh, some of these three-year-olds were, were not happy with the, the $0 salary that we weren't uh, paying them. But uh, opening day is uh, opening day is tomorrow. I will say this week, apart from the canceled one, we had a good practice on Tuesday once I had a parent help out. 
but we got six kids. We have three kids, I think. You can tell. There's three of the kids who have played before, and they're older, um, Adam included, my son. And then you have three kids who are younger, have never played before. And I, I, th- I think this is like their first time really dealing with anything like this, which is fine. It's a learning thing, but mm-hmm. you know, you have three kids at a high level, and then three kids that are you know not yet comfortable. Which, yeah. again, that was Adam and a lot of our our squad last year, uh, but Team Big Corn last year certainly grew. You know, and we had uh, great coaching. You know, if I say so myself, <laughs> except for the one game when I got right. you know absolutely outcoached. <laughs> but that's that's a one and done. Um, so we we shall see. Um, I think honestly, one of the worst things having six kids. It's you know, it's a lot more standing around and waiting. Yeah. Um, just because there's there's more kids. Um, so we will see. Rosenbauer Law. We're actually sponsoring the team like we sponsored the mozzarella sticks uh, in the spring Very so cool. yeah adam thinks it's funny he because there's the logo on the t-shirt and he always says oh that's daddy's office uh, <laughs> which is kind of funny and uh we are team uh i don't know are you guys paw patrol uh in your oh, household yeah. at all yeah well we're team chicoletta the <laughs> uh <laughs> the uh the mayor's you know, I guess I guess Hispanic chicken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that That's is uh, so Team Chicoletta uh, is our is our team this year. <laughs> <That's amazing>. um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's hard to get six kids to agree on a team name. With three or four, it's easier. Yeah. One kid says something, and everyone else says, "Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, yeah." Um, yeah. But no, I was like, "Do you guys like this?" Some kids will say yes. Some kids no. I said, and then there were two kids who had Paw Patrol shirts at one practice. I'm like, do you guys like Paw Patrol? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I can work with this. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the I don't one know how you got Chicoletta, but well, <laughs> I I always thought that was I always thought Chicoletta was funny. Um, <laughs> but um, I I asked one of the girls, who's your favorite? I think is it Sky? I think uh, the, yeah. the the girl want the pink one. Yeah. Um, and she says, I like Sky. And then I asked like. And then one of the kids said, I don't. <laughs> I think it was Adam. I think it was my son. He's like, I don't. I like Chase and then all this. And then I'm like, do we guys like this person? Yes. And then no. What about this person? No. And then I said, who likes the chicken? I said, who likes Chicoletta? And then everyone just started cracking up and saying, yeah. And I'm like, all right. Perfect. Chicoletta is like the Switzerland uh, yeah. I think uh, the the neutral party uh, in, in 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 Paul Patrol. So That's great. So you're yeah. already, you're already coaching them up. Getting get I to guess come so. To an agreement uh, on that. I guess so. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm the I'm the let's all get along type person. So, <laughs> by the way, uh, so if anyone's roaming, you know Monroe, uh, you know Monroe Crossings Park, uh, the little kitty fields on Saturday mornings. And you see a bunch of three and four year olds with lime green shirts. Then, hmm. if you want to scout out Team Chicoletta, there it is. That's how you find it. So, that's awesome. So we'll find out. I'm well. I'm plenty nervous. of water breaks right now. Plenty oh, of water yeah, breaks. yeah, absolutely. It's it's miserable. I need water breaks. Coaching them for goodness' sake. <laughs> um, but but we shall see. I will say I, I need to give it some more time. Just because, you know, frankly, the kids are only doing something, you know, one third of of the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, practicing versus another team trying to take the ball from you. 
Yeah. Like oh, that's yeah. a that's a totally new thing. Completely so different. Yeah. we'll find out who's you know uncomfortable with that and who's kind of bloodthirsty and just we'll go take the ball. That's fine. You know, we'll find out who has an older sibling that they have to beat up on and who doesn't, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. No question. So, uh, well, good luck to you so this we'll, season. We'll sounds see. like uh sounds like you could use some backups, which uh is perfect for what we're talking about today on the podcast. Oh, what a what a great right, transition. Like that? Well wow, done, right? That was amazing. How many backups <laughs> do you need? It is, right? One of the most important parts of what we talk about, this estate planning process, is you want the right people on your side, right? The right fiduciary, so to speak, to handle your affairs whenever something might happen to you. So there's a lot of different areas of your estate that need to be managed, right? So we want to talk about the need to choose the right fiduciaries and, and if you're picking enough, I guess it's kind of the thing. Nick, I've never really thought about how many do you need, but is this a question that you get a lot? This is more of a question, uh, at least I have found, that it's something that the attorney brings up. Um, you know, And it's something the attorney should bring up unless you know, you're thinking this way and bringing it up uh, for yourself. And I've had some clients who do, but, you know, more often than not, I will have people say, you know, I've thought about this. I know I need guardians for the kids. Here's who we trust. And then I will say, all right, well, what happens if they're not around or we can't count on them? And then they kind of give you the deer in headlights, like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I, I just gave you the guardians. It's like, well, we need to, we like to have backups. But I would rather have a seat belt and an airbag in my car, you know, than not. Right. right. I'd rather over, I'd rather overbuild it than than underbuild it. Now it's weird because you have to work with what you got. And I tell my clients, I say, look, I don't have the cloning lab, you know, in my back office to create responsible adult family members. Okay, so you, you, you do have to work with what you got. And some people have small families or young families, and they don't have a lot. But ideally, more is usually better. I tell people in most instances, if you can give me a first, second, and third, then I can sleep at night knowing no matter what happens and what horrific car accident or what have you, you know, we still have, you know, we're still very well insulated. Mm-hmm. you know, from, from having nothing. Yeah. Okay. And obviously, and we'll, we'll talk through, because uh, c- some of these answers differ depending on the job. Okay. How many you need, how important is it when that job even takes place and what the job is and how long it is. So this is actually in addition to, which I know, Ben, we've talked about this on other episodes about how to pick the right people. Yeah. Uh, for each job. So this is also, you know, so this is in addition to that, how long, how big does our batting order have to be? Okay. So that's what we're going to work through today. Very good. Again, if you haven't joined us before, glad to have you on the podcast. I always appreciate your support and thank you for listening each and every episode. You can find everything we talk about online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. Great website that uh, you can just schedule a call with Nick straight there. There's a button on the front. Boom. Hit, click that, you'll be uh, on Nick's calendar in no time. But also a lot of great resources for, for anybody that wants to learn more about estate planning. Want to just get some basic questions answered. It's a great place for you to start. All right, Nick, then let's jump in. A couple different areas, as you mentioned, we want to go through today and talk through. So let's start off with uh, financial uh, property, Those the people that's looking out for that aspect. Yeah, well, so the, the power of attorney agents here. Um, So your financial property, power of attorney agents, like one of the things to keep in mind is when 
this job is going to happen, like when someone's going to be called on and how long that job will last. So for this piece, and actually, I know I'm going to skip ahead, but for the healthcare power of attorney, so the medical decision makers, a lot of what I'm going to say here applies there too. But this is someone to step in, you know, manage your affairs. It only applies while you are alive, but if you're unable to handle things uh, for yourself. Now, apart from who's the right person, you know, when you say, Nick, do I need one backup or four backups? Uh, Some things to consider, obviously, you know, your age and your health. You know, if you're a 91-year-old person who's got three months to live, then I say, okay, I just need someone to stick around for three months and handle the job. That's pretty easy. If you're 34 years old, in good health, don't have a, you know, terminal diagnosis, well, well, shoot, Ben, it may be 50 years, okay, before I'm in a state where I need this. Yeah. So it's really hard to say who's going to be able to help me out and be alive and healthy and trustworthy 50 years from now. Okay, so that's tough to do. So obviously, younger and healthier you are, the further down the road it is before you'll be called upon. And then the other piece of that, which of course makes sense, is age and health of the people that you're considering. Okay, if you're talking about some very, you know, so, you know, if your decision makers that you're thinking about, young, healthy, you know, have long lives ahead of them, then I feel a little more comfortable than if you're saying, yeah, my my 81 year old grandfather uh, who has a terminal health issue, and then my 80 year old grandmother, uh, and then my other 80 year old grandfather. Well, you know, they may be fine and the right person for the job right now Mm -hmm. but 10 years from now 20 years from now 30 years from now um you know what are the odds that they'll be around you know to step in when i need them okay so obviously that's a sliding scale okay the the shorter term the job and the i guess younger and healthier the people to do the job the more you know longevity you have and, and, you know, to use like a to use a sports analogy, you know, if all of your stars, you know, on your sports team are 35 years old, well, you know, they may be awesome for one last run at a World Series or a Super Bowl, but you better have some backups, you know, that are younger because a couple of years from now you could be in trouble. Right. Okay. So, and one of the things I say, hey, if you give me an 80-year-old, that's fine, but I need a couple younger people standing behind them. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and then as I mentioned before, for like healthcare, you know, power of attorney and medical uh, decision makers, I'd pretty much say it's the same, right? Because this is still something takes care of affairs on your behalf while you are still alive, and of course, it ends when you pass away. Uh, so there's nothing ongoing after you're gone. So I think actually, I would say the same factors will come into play when we're saying, do we need one backup, two backup, three backups, or however. I think you look at it exactly the same way. The only difference I would put into this is the standpoint of just who's the right decision makers, because obviously it's a different job. But I would say same answer, you know, for healthcare or medical decision makers, uh, for your power of attorney, as you would your financial power. Okay. That's the first two categories here as we talk about how many backups you might need within your estate plan. What about um, your executors, your trustees? Okay, well, well, these ones, 
Uh, and then also we'll get to guardians as well. These are things that step in uh, after you're gone. Okay, so totally different type of uh, 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 scenario here. And depending on if you do a will, a trust, or nothing, you know, the executor trustee, this person's going to be in charge of managing your state and your inheritance wishes uh, after you're gone. I will say that, like, your age and health and longevity are still important, just from the standpoint of this job doesn't even start until after you're gone. You know, if I'm 90 years old and I'm going to die soon, well, then we know, hey, six months from now, someone needs to take the job versus if I'm in my 30s, hey, someone doesn't even start this job for 30, 40, 50, 60 years or what have you. And then another thing to look at, and I guess kind of similar to what we talked about before, but it's pushed even further out, you know, the age and the health of your executors, trustees that you pick, uh, that's something that I think needs to be looked at even more carefully than with your power of attorney agents, um, because they don't even step in until you're gone. And the question is, how likely are they still going to be around and able to handle the job when they are called upon? Um, And then there's a third piece of it. You got to look at the specifics of the inheritance plan. You know, and you have some more certainty on this just from a standpoint of you're writing the plan. Mm-hmm. So if I'm saying all the money is held until the kids hit age 25 and then it's given to them, you know, and the kids are 23 and 24 right now, I'll say, well, geez, you know, as soon as I die, the money's going to go to them right away. So it's not going to be a long term thing versus, hey, I have a four year old and a one year old. And I don't want them getting their money till they're 30. Well, then I know for a fact, even if I dropped dead today, it's at least 29 years until this job is over, right? So um, now, obviously, the type of plan has a lot to do with that. You can pull that off a lot better with a trust than than without one. It's weird because trust can be held for longer periods of time than probate estates, you know, versus just dump on their 18th birthday. But once we are at the point where everyone's old enough and they can get their money, the trust obviously settles much quicker. I think the trust job gets easier uh, as everyone gets older. So that's something you need to keep in mind, not just will they be around and available and helpful when I need them, but also how long is this going to go on before everyone's old enough to get their money? Or, you know, Ben, what if it's a situation where you have someone who has like a disability or a substance problem and we need to chaperone their money forever. Right. Okay. Then this is a lifetime money manager or a money chaperone for someone. Okay. That's a whole different ball game and you really need to be careful about that. And obviously if it pushes that way, I always say the more, the more backups, the better, right? Cause, cause it's really tough to just count on one person because one car crash, this whole thing can come falling down. Yeah, And also, you know, and this may go into uh, something we've talked about before, but if you have like a, a professional trustee, like a trust company, you know, should I plug Fidelity Trust Company again, Ben, or should <laughs> I or should I hold off uh, until they give us some, some sponsorship dollars here? I don't know. But obviously, if you have like a bank or a trust company handling this, I, I don't know how, I don't know if you need two or three backups behind them at that point, okay? Because, you know, because you have the staying power, 
you know, and the, the company is not going to get hit by a car. So yeah. for all of these things, if you have a professional, an institution, then you have that. I think that's as far as you need to go. I don't normally name backups to the to the trust company per se. Okay. All right. Then what about guardians? Um, I know we, we try to pick these very carefully here. So I don't know. I don't know how many you might even have in, in terms of backups, like how many people you actually trust to be guardians, but maybe <laughs> oh, that's boy. a whole different discussion. But how many would you try to aim for here? Well, yeah, this, this is the one where you got to be really careful and, you know, who's good enough for your kid besides cloning your wife, right? Nobody. So they're the guardians. And for those kind of our new listeners, those become the substitute parents. So if my wife and I die tomorrow, the guardians are where my kids will go live. And actually, you know, if you have kids, this is the only one with a definite end date. Um, now, if you have more kids or if you don't have kids yet, obviously this depends on if and when you have kids. Mm-hmm. But when the youngest child reaches the age of majority, in Ohio in most places it's 18, then that's done. Okay, So if my wife and I don't want any more kids, then 17 years from now I know this job is over. So I, you know, not only do I, you know, so I have an end date, like a very firm end date. Okay, so that that makes life a lot easier as far as predicting age. Um, I have a lot of people who want their own parents, so the grandparents of the children to be guardians. And, And sometimes that's good, sometimes it's not. But I can tell them, hey, when the youngest one hits age 18, how old are the grandparents? And you can do that calculation. Right? That's easy to do. I have certainty with that. So I can say, well, do you want them to be 84 years old, you know, and still being guardians? But I can at least put a number to it. Now, this is also something, it's a little, something else to keep in mind. This is the most common job out of all these where we may have two people doing the job together. So co-guardians, like a married couple. Okay, my wife and I pass away. Uh, it's actually a husband and wife uh, who's first up to be our guardians. So husband and wife are guardians. So you know you almost have it to where if something happens to one of them, the other one's still there. So even though it's one household, you almost have a first and a backup already. Okay, because it's two people working together. Um, so I like to think of backups in terms of households, and in most cases, you know, if you give me two couples, you know, husband wife one, husband wife two. That's four people already. You know, I, I like I like my rule of three uh, backups for most things. Okay. But for this one, if you have husband, wife, one husband, you got four people already. And this is the one where, hey, 17 years from now, this job is over. Um, so I, it's weird because I'm the, this is, I think, the most important job if you have young kids, but it's the one I'm least worried about having you know, three, four, five backups just because it has a definite end date. And a lot of times you'll have a husband and wife, so it's basically two built into one. Mm-hmm. Okay, it sounds backwards, but the precision of that and just knowing, hey, when the youngest hits age 18, how old's the youngest, we can do the math. Um, now, if you don't have kids uh, or if you might have more kids, that puts a little more uncertainty into it, but it's still... I can still predict that with a lot more accuracy versus, hey, Ben, when do you think you might have dementia or a stroke? Yeah, right. 
so so that's that's what I say about that. Okay. Um, two households is usually good. A third one's never a problem, right? It's never a problem. But I I'm less worried about needing three, four, five households for this than three trustees, three healthcare power of attorney agents, and three financials. Whatever. I don't know if you remind me. What what happens if something happens to your backups and you don't have more? Like. You mentioned, you know, the car, one car crash could change everything. What what happens in that situation in some of these? You don't have to get into too much detail, but just if you don't have a backup and something happens. So if you're at the end of the line, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing, Ben. A lot of people, whether it's online or there's some attorneys, and we've talked about some attorneys that do things I don't like, they'll just put one backup. I was working with a client the other day who, you know, was kind of getting blown off by their old lawyer and... He wouldn't call him back, and, and that's most lawyers for you, right? Um, and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, I take a look at what they've done, and they just had one person. So for guardians, if you run out of them, then you know someone has to apply for the job, You know, basically like a, an open job affair, so to speak, and they have to get a lawyer, apply for the job, and the judge will you know, kind of weigh the pros and cons and pick them or pick someone else. And then, yeah, typically it's something that has to be court or judge appointed if it is not appointed by you. Okay. okay so again, you picking is a lot better than the judge picking after everyone shows up with their lawyers for the open interview. Gotcha. Okay. Well, hopefully this kind of give you a sense of where you stand potentially with your estate plan. If you need more help, Again, log on CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. There on the front, you'll see the opportunity to schedule a call with Nick, but also make sure you click on the resources tab too. A lot of great resources that Nick offers just for visiting the site and wanting to learn more there as well. And a lot more information, including all the podcasts, can be found there at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. If you want to call, the number is 513-463-6789. And again, we appreciate all your feedback. And anytime you reach out from the podcast, we always appreciate hearing that you're a listener, so let Nick know next time you give him a call from the podcast. So, Nick, good luck with soccer this year. Uh, stay hydrated, please, and uh, coach him up. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll do our best. I'll tell you what, I'm not a big fan of uh, I'm not a big fan of this heat, but I don't think uh, Monroe soccer has the money for like an indoor dome with a retractable roof for the three and four year old soccer. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Any big donors out there looking, you know, to find ten million dollars uh, for a good cause? Yeah, Rosenbauer Law Office is not quite in position to to help build the indoor facility, right? You can just sponsor yeah. the team. Yeah, we sponsor the team, and then heck, they got like a highlighter green. They didn't even give me my colors. Uh, like for <laughs> they didn't even give me like our blue uh, and gray color. Um, but yeah, so if anyone's interested, uh, I know that could really move the needle. Uh, for Team Chicoletta. We could use an indoor stadium. I love it. Well, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Complete Estate Planning for Nick Rosenbauer there in Westchester, Ohio. I am Ben George. Have a good week. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. 
to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.